Management would like to advise the following program, Hanging Out with the Old Fellas, features some fat guy across the street with a really annoying leaf blower. If pain persists, see his doctor. Very awkward. So I decided I'll just ignore Matron and sneak into the kitchen anyway. Oh, yes, I would have done the same. And you know what I saw? Uh, Lillian Grutfuddock practising her knife-throwing hat. Well, well, that's a given. But also, there was Morty Geiger counter. From the South Wing special unit. Yes, yes, that's him. Yes, that's him. He was hiding down behind the open fridge door. Well, with Lillian flinging knives about, I'm not surprised. And you'll never guess what I caught him doing. You're right. I'll never guess. He's dunking the jets in the prune juice. Dunking the jets? Yes, Barry. In the prune juice? If you know what I mean. Oh, I have no idea what you mean. Neither do I. Morty Geiger counter yeah. dunking the jets in the prune juice. Yep. What a mental image. And we've all got to drink that prune juice the next morning. Flakes from his jets crackers all around the top of the prune juice. What is the world coming to? I don't know. Well, let's find out. All right, then. Flaky Jets Crackers. Is there nothing worse? A one, a two, a five, six, seven, eight. Last drinks. They don't matter much as next drinks. And they don't matter much as who I'm talking with. Or who has died and who has lived and who has finally passed out on the floor. And who has forgotten what it was they came here for. Barry, listen to that. Insert outdoor atmos here. Exactly, Barry. We're outdoors. They've gone and let us out. Like a pair of trousers. Oh, yeah, well, they've let Mr Anilovsky out without a pair of trousers. Yeah, he's certainly enjoying his freedom. <laughs> Way too much freedom, if you ask me. He is getting a very good dose of vitamin D. Yes, but only below the belt. Somebody hand me my sunglasses. Yes, there's no sun, just Anilovsky's gigantic moon. Now, that reminds me. Yeah. Hello to all our hangers and danglers. Oh, our Attrick Brothers fan club, yes. yes. Yes, welcome to hanging out with the old fellas. Outdoor edition. What a brilliant segue. Actually, I think that's Matron on the segue. And chasing our sister Petey around the brambles. Yep. And disarming her. Yes, Matron seems to have gotten control of the machete. Yeah, good. I was fearing for Mr Anilovsky's safety there for a minute. It really is so lovely to be out here in the courtyard. Yes, among the petunias. Amongst the privets. Amongst the machetes. Yeah, then there's the poison ivy, Mm. the lantana, the asparagus grass. Yes. They do such a good job maintaining it all. Including our very spectacular Titan Amorphothallus. Oh, you can't miss that. It sticks out like an amorphophallus should. And if you can't see it, Mm -hmm. then you'll bloody well smell it. Yeah, it has a whiff like Gertrude Hand Gesture's socks. Especially today, after she was paddling her feet in the drainage. Yes, it's wonderful to be out here under the sky. Under the sky, yes, during the wettest July day on record. A full month's rain in one day. Most refreshing. Bracing. The birds flying overhead. We can just sit back in the banana chairs and enjoy the passing Shenanigans. The passing shenanigans. Mm. Yes, they've just moved into the eastern wing, haven't they? Yes, yes, Mr and Mrs Shenanigans. They've just arrived.
arrived directly from Ireland. Are they fluid in garlic? I think they're very much speakers of fluid garlic, yes, Barry. In fact, I heard them in the shower the other day letting out a hearty diddly die, a diddly do, a diddly dum dum dum, and a toora loora loora lie from Derry to Cork, a poke in the eye. That's just what Nurse Bukesham said when they arrived. She always was quick to dispense great advice. So here we are, Baz. And here I am when I'm there. We are guzzling down bucket loads of the great outdoors. It's like a gargle wash for the soul, Barry. So, now we're out here. Hmm? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Oh, as in, that's my cue to start trawling through my morning motion. Oh, yes. This fresh air gives me a hankering to explore your morning motion, Jerry. To gaze at length. Long and hard, Jerry. Well, so much has been going on, I have to say. Yes. The last few weeks, my morning motion has provided a steady flow of colourful detritus. Detritus? Mm -hmm. In your morning motion? Colourful detritus. Piles of it. Well... Give us a peek. Okay. Uh, first up, here's a headline. Cruise ship hits iceberg. Cruise ship hits iceberg? Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that. Well, have you been hanging on to that morning motion for 110 years or something? Well, no, no. I, I mean, I... the last thing you should do is try hanging on to a morning motion for more than a day or two. But 110 years, you could do yourself a serious disservice. I think you're a bit confused, Barry. Well, did they turn that morning motion into a movie? Well, not yet, no. My morning motion. The Titanic. Now that's a blockbuster. A drain buster, more like it. Now, this iceberg incident only happened a couple of days ago. No, it was 110 years ago. The captain said even God couldn't sink this morning motion, but then it did sink in the Atlantic. Well, this incident was in Alaska. Ah, see? They both start with an A. Well, then this boat went to Seattle. Aha! Uh-huh. See, they both start with an S. What? The Titanic. It sank. Jerry, sank also starts with an S. Coincidence? I think not. Oh, brilliant, Barry. Yes, I can see how you got mixed up. It's a conspiracy, like Paul is dead. Another coincidence. How on earth is that a coincidence? Well, it's obvious, Jerry. Paul was a beetle Uh and the Titanic was a boat. They both start with a B. Did you take your pills this morning, Barry? It's the fresh air, Jerry. It's making me sharp. Making you a loony. Speaking of loonies... Oh, yes, yes. Some crazy old guy in the Northern Territory has fought off a man-eating crocodile with a fry pan. Where'd the croc get a fry pan? No, Barry, no, the old guy. That's a very well-prepared crocodile, Jerry, ready to sauté its victim in a tangy lemon butter or a marinade of reptile. No, 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 Barry, the old guy had the fry pan. Oh, bloody hell, that's ambitious. How'd you coax a 12-foot crocodile into a 10-inch fry pan? No, he was shooing it away with the fry pan. To quote the story here, as the angry, salty, charged 62-year-old Darwin hotelier Kai Hansen he belted it on the nose with his trusty fry pan. Jeez, I hope it was non-stick. Huh? Imagine belting the crock a good one on the snout and it gets stuck to the bottom of the pan. Then you've got a problem. You'd be yelling out to the wife, Help, help, throw me the canola spray. Well, the fry pan did the trick, Barry. A good couple of flacks in the nostril department and the crock scurried back into its swampy enclave. They say that if you're ever attacked by a reptile or a shark, just belt it a couple of times on the nose and you'll be 
be right. Oh, good. Next time I'm heading off for a quick body surf, I'll remember to shove a fry pan down me board shorts. Well, you know. I imagine that'd probably turn a few heads on the beach. Well, not if everyone's doing it. All depends on how you position the handle. I suppose, And yeah. if you're out at the Bombora getting hammered by a nine-foot set, I suppose a fry pan down your dax would at least give the lifesavers something to grab onto. Seen them do that on Bondi Rescue. And in other news... Bondi Lifesaver, arrested for attempting fry pan rescue grab, but misses... In other news... A diddly die and a diddly out. Focus, Barry! I'm focused, Jerry, which is more than I could say for that Bondi Lifesaver who got arrested. Next headline... Aussie blind cricketer scores world record 309 not out. Blind cricketer? Yes. Blind cricketer? How do you play cricket when you're blind? Well, it's very interesting, Barry. Are you allowed to bowl bouncers? Well, actually, Barry, they bowl underarm. Oh, so this game is banned in New Zealand, then. Well, funny enough, this world record innings was set against New Zealand. Well, that's probably because the Kiwis refused to perfect the time-honoured art of underarm bowling. Aussie batter Stefan Nero is now being called the blind cricket Bradman after his triple century in Brisbane. Impressive. This follows innings... of 113 and 101 not out, giving him a series average of 523. Are you sure he's blind? I mean, he's not having a peek under the blindfold, is he? You know, like when you tilt your head back a little just so you can see under. Batsman Nero even hit a six over the ropes at Shaw Park. Nero middled while ropes burned? Hilarious, Barry. So... In blind cricket, the batsman's blind, the bowlers are blind, the fielders are blind, the wicketkeeper's blind. As opposed to regular cricket where the umpires are blind, yes. Oh, no. Some of the players are blind. Well, that's only on the flight to England for an Ashes tour. Oh, yeah, that's right. The old fellas! Grumpy's ginger beer tastes like no other. When I'm downing a Grumpy's original, I get this urge to go all individual. Walking down the street, I'll just suddenly stand in a no-standing zone. I'll stop in a no-stopping zone. Then I'll find some place unzoned and I'll just zone out. Grumpy's ginger beer. I call it radical in a bottle. You'll call it one carton of Grumpy's ginger beer refreshment, please. From grumpysgingerbeer.com.au. Everybody chill. Who is that running across the spindly pines grassy knoll? He just got knocked over by Matron's cartwheel. I think it's Steph Cook. You mean Steph Cook, the New South Wales Minister for Total Disasters? I think that's her. Well, she's in the middle of a total disaster over there. Adolovsky, Lillian and a special army. That's an emergency in anyone's book. She is everywhere, that Steph Cook. Everywhere there's a salami. I've heard she likes to throw it about. Didn't Steph Cook compete in the Masters, you know, the Salami Tossing Championships? Probably, yes. yes. She used to be the New South Wales Minister for nodding in the back of a press conference. Really? Yeah. I thought she was Parliamentary Bondage Mistress. Party Whip, Barry. National Party Whip. No wonder she was popular. Tossing the salami and Party Whip. Yes, yes. But now, every time I turn on the telly or the wireless, there's bloody Steph Cook. Are you sure she's not New South Wales Minister for Gratuitous Self-Promotion? I don't know, Barry, don't know. There must be two of her. One for the salami and one for the whip. I think you're onto something there, Barry, yes. And now she's invading Spindley Pines Garden Courtyard. She must be going to make a run for the National 
National Party leadership. The Clayton's captaincy. The leadership you're having when you don't have any leadership. She seems well qualified. Yeah, specifically qualified. Oh, now she's photobombing Mavis's open-legged handstand. Well, that's a photo op if ever one presented itself. Oh, don't do that, Mavis. It's a very bad habit. Oh, dear. Now she's lost balance and fallen into the canal. Mavis? No, Steph Cook. Minister for Disasters. Anything for publicity. She's even gate-crashed our script. Has she ever gate-crashed your morning motion? Well, yes, actually, yes. One edition, she got her photo on every second page. Ooh. So I used it to wrap up a dead rat caught in the loos of the oil heater. You wrapped a dead rat with a Steph Cook photo op? Yes, yes. Thought I'd make her earn her pension. <laughs> Wait a minute, just before we go... Yes, just before we fade away into the cosmic ether. Some very sad news. Oh, have I split my singlet again? Well, yes, I suppose that would be sad news, exposing your scrawny lily-white chest to the repulsed masses, but... Not the nipple, though. Mm, Well, I'm afraid this news is a fair bit sadder than that. Our beloved colleague has departed these shores. Has Anilovsky returned to the motherland? No, Anilovsky's just over there in the bushes. Oh, wrestling the tiger? Wrestling the tiger. Yes, yes. Now, I'm talking about our esteemed voiceover guy. Meryl Streep. Well, around here he's known as Meryl Streep, yes, yes, but his real stage name is Bob Peters. Bob Peters? Yes, our Roberto. Passed on? Yes. He's been struggling with sickness for some time now. Oh, yes, haven't we all? And unfortunately, our respected friend Bobby Peters lost his battle recently, so we thought we'd give him a bit of a send-off here at hanging out with the old fellas. He was a great supporter of the show. Yes. Never missed an episode. He used to do all our little announcements here for free. But despite that, he was famous. Yes, He was yes. on the telly and he was on the wireless. But he wasn't above stooping to our level, what Barry. What a champ. What a champ. You yes. know, Barry, something the viewers wouldn't know is I won my first award with Bob. Did you really? Yes, yes. Back in 92, Bob and I were working at the same McDonald's outlet. Ah. Yeah. And we shared the Regional Employee of the Year at the National Golden Arches competition. And even back then he used to say to all the burger flippers... And the customers. Yes, he'd say... One day I'm going to be on Channel 9 and on the radio and the Sydney Olympics. Olympic champions and gold medalists, Australia. Well, back then, Sydney didn't even have the Olympics. That's right, Baz. Our Bob Peters was more than a booming voice. He was a prophet. A prophet with the voice of God. Wasn't that Morgan Freeman? Bold enough to tell everyone his ambition. While still working at McDonald's. So you flushed him anyway. So he flushed him anyway. Yes. Yes. Grabbed him by the ankles, went the quick dunking. It is tradition. A time-honoured tradition. A real Macca's rite of passage. Even if you've never worked there. A right royal flush while simultaneously trying to down a Big Mac and not spill your coffee. Actually, Barry, when I heard Bob had passed, I went back through some old archive footage and I found this old cassette. Did you wind it back with a pencil? A big biro, actually, yes. And I've queued it up and so here's some of Bob's best work. The tough Mitsubishi Triton has everything you need for work and play. And right now, the 2019 MR GLX 4x4 diesel... Christ, can we put any more f***ing names on these? It's a f***ing car, man. It's a f***ing car. Cool, all right. And right now, the 2019 MR GLX 4x4 diesel dual... Cal- f- Sorry. With a seven-year, 150,000 kilo... F- you f- Sorry, I'm swearing like a f***ing trooper. Diesel dual cab manual is in run-out mode at f***ing hell. 
With a seven-year, 150,000-kilometre warranty, three years up to 45Ks cap price servicing, 12 months registration and 3.1-tonne towing Cooper. Who the f*** is going to realise all this soon? the f***ing ad? He dead. Oh, it's just so much information that no one's going to fucking hear. Duh. I've got an audience. Great. F***ing great. Even better. Yeah, thanks. Good, yeah. This is a teaching, this is a tutorial in play, isn't it? With a seven-year, 150,000-kilometre warranty, three years up to 45,000-kilometre cap price servicing, 12 months registration and 3.1-tonne towing, all for just $29,990 drive away. John Oxley Mitsubishi, the time of your life is now. Ah, sorry. Our Bobby Peters, the guy's a genius. You're not wrong, Baz. I mean, to actually make sense of that script. Brilliant work. Brilliant work. All those numbers and details. But Bobby would just breeze straight through. He would eat that stuff for breakfast. Oh, no wonder he got sick. Scripting that bad would make anyone want to vomit. And that's from an expert on the subject. Ad writers, honestly. Throttling is too good for them. Especially whoever wrote that script. You know, if Putin had invaded a few advertising agencies, quite frankly, I could get behind that. Do the world a service. So I reckon Bobby is now in scripting heaven. Introducing the angels in concert. Warning the fans about cloud surfing. Doing all the ground announcements at the pearly gates. Bob Peters and Don Fontaine sharing voiceover duties. So, in a sense, our Bobby has gone back to the motherland. In a sense, yes, yes. Back from whence we came. That's very profound, Barry. Well, you know, I have my moments. Yes, yes, you do. And that was my moment for the next couple of decades. From dust we came and to dust we go. Mum used to say that all the time. Barry, she'd say, you're just like dust. You're just like dust. She used to say that because you got up a nose, Barry. Well, it was kind of the same thing. Mum was big on the dust references. Yeah. Yes, yes, she'd say, Barry, sometimes I'd like to blow you away. Really? It threatened to grind me to powder. I think that's enough, Barry. Tried to suck me up the vacuum cleaner. Yes, yes, well, she did have a way with words, our mother. Well, well Dad had a way too, of course. Chilling in his rocker, laughing at his own one-liners. Mm, must be hereditary. Here comes a bad dad joke. Here comes a bad dad joke. My dog has got no nose, so how does he smell? Pretty awful. The cemetery's the town's most popular place. Everyone's dying to get there. Pretty awful. Do you know how many psychologists it takes to change a light bulb? I didn't think so. The answer, of course, is only one, but the light bulb must want to change. I didn't think so. He did a bad dad joke. He did a bad dad joke. What's the name of a man who's got a spade embedded in his head? You call him Doug. What do you call a man who hasn't got a spade embedded in his head? You call him Douglas. He said a bad dad joke. Pull my finger, son. He said a bad dad joke. Dad, can I go to the toilet? I don't know. Can you? He said a bad dad joke. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. He told a bad dad joke. All right, so you, you can pull a rabbit out of a hat. How about a hair out of your armpit? He told a bad dad joke. The bowler's holding the batsman's winning. He said a granddad joke. What? Stop that. Silly. <laughs>
So um, let's give this little scripty poos a bit of a bash. Excellent. Episode <laughs> one. Episode one. <laughs> All right. So well, well, you've got quite a lot of material here. Yes. Well, I had some. I had to take some out. The um, the business with the cocaine potatoes. Now we'll leave that for next time. All right, that's okay. We're going to save the cocaine potatoes for next time. <laughs> There's a perfectly normal sentence. Yes, yes. Do you know, to think that in the history of human beings, that sentence probably has never been said before. No, I feel quite privileged that yeah. it happened in this room. Yes. We'll leave the cocaine potatoes for next time. For next time. Yes, for afters. <laughs> I don't know why they're handing them around, handing them around at afters, but anyway, <laughs> they're going to produce some pretty amazing radio, television, and whatever else they do down there. If they want to, people want to work in Capital City Radio. They need to know how to work a cocaine potato. That's right. Yes, you are a little low on volume, <coughs> so. Apart from that bit, yes. Yes, you are. So to get up in volume, either get closer to the microphone or just cough for the next half an hour. It might just be the way I project. Oh. So I decided Mm. I'll just ignore Matron and sneak into the kit. It's kindergarten, I nearly said. I'll sneak into the kindergarten. Oh, dear me. We don't want to be talking like that. No, (laughs) no. That could get very, very awkward. He's Duncan the Jets in the prune juice. Duncan the Jets? Yes, Barry. In the prune juice? If you know what I mean. And we've... (laughs) I did so well up until that point. Yes, yes. And then just just do your line again, please. This is what happens when you don't pre-read, ladies and gentlemen. exactly. (laughs) Including our very spectacular Titan Amorphothallus. Oh, you can't miss that. Do you know what a Titan Amorphothallus is? Um, I think you were glad you only had to say it once. No, I've got to say it again. Oh, dear. No, I don't, but it sounds phallic. It's the world's smelliest plant. Ah. Yes. You, okay. Did you think it was that in your car there on, the, <laughs> on Saturday? Been, yes, it could have been. The Titan Driving around with an Amorphothallus stuck under your bonnet. <laughs> Loads of the great outdoors. It's like, it's like a... Well, no, thank you. To gaze at length... Sorry, to graze... (laughs) To graze at length. Ah, yes, some crazy old guy in Northern Territory has fought and off. It's near Fort Knox. (laughs) Right. Oh, yes, some crazy old guy in the Northern Territory has fought off a man-eating fry pan with a crocodile. What? Did I just... (laughs) Well, you never know. You know, it could happen. It's a, it's a pretty unique visual I'm getting. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll try that line again. Here we go. I want to know, where'd the croc get a fry pan? No, Barry, mate. No, the old guy had the fry pan. And now uh, you got to come in with your line sometime well today or am I going to have to go on with this ad lib until you finally get there? I must have been somewhere else. Yeah, OK. I'll do my line. I'll go from old yes again. OK. Now, I'm not sure about this. As we're reading it, we'll, we'll record it all. But just tell me if you think there's anything in here that's a little, um, what's the word, disrespectful. We try to be as disrespectful as possible. Okay. You know, if Putin, you know, if Putin, you know, if Putin had invaded a few advertising agencies, quite frankly, speaking of loonies, you know, if Putin had had advertised, if Putin had advertised what he was going to (laughs) do, was that all right? That was beautiful. 
That was beautiful. He okay. said a granddad joke. All right, I'll just uh, make sure that all got captured. Captured? I haven't heard that since I was in the Second World War. I must have been ten. Hanging out with the old fellows is an Attrick Brothers production. Meryl Streep speaking. Meryl Streep speaking. Meryl Streep speaking.